Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The SA Taking you inside the Festival State's tennis community. Thanks to Langman and Lay Elite Tennis Academy. Providing coaching for all standards and ages in a group or private setting at Glen Lee Tennis Club. Inquire at LLETATennisacademy at gmail.com or follow on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Welcome to edition 8 of season 2 of the SA Scene. I'm Bevan Jones where each month I take you inside the South Australian tennis community. In our 8th edition for 2023, I catch up with longtime Teacher Gully Tennis Club coach Jason Todd about his love of the club and what he loves about tennis has kept him involved in the game for so many years. We also catch up with Phil Cresp from the Berry Tennis Club about the 10th annual State Foundation Cup that's being held at Berry in Regional SA on the Tuesday after the October long weekend. Jason Todd spent time playing tennis at US College before moving back home to Victoria and growing up in the country he wasn't a fan of big cities so he decided to make the move to South Australia. Jason lived in the Riverland for a while before moving to Adelaide and became a member of the Teetree Cully Tennis Club where he's been now for over 24 years. I caught up with Jason to find out how he first got into tennis, the joy of working with young up and coming players and Jason also tells us about some exciting renovations at the club that are due to be completed by 2026, the same year as the club's 100th year. Obviously I've been involved with the Teetree Cully Tennis Club for a long time but uh, also somewhat involved in the uh the Gawler Districts Tennis Association and also uh, a little bit in the Barossa. And what's your involvement at the moment and uh, yeah, what do you enjoy about it? Uh, <laughs> what do I enjoy about it? Um, there's a multitude of different things. There's, a, there's a, a range of activities that I'm involved in and probably a few too many. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's uh, the uh, environment that we can create in tennis and, and our sport and um, trying to get that to happen in uh, a multitude of places at the moment. When you're organising these tournaments, is it a focus on youth and, and do you like, enjoy working with young people, young up-and-comers? Oh, a little bit of both, yeah. I certainly, I mean, I'm a coach, so I, I certainly like to see juniors developing and junior numbers growing. And But I also, uh, I, I quite enjoy watching a, a Division 10 social match of tennis uh, where you can actually see people playing it for pure enjoyment. So... Uh, and I think the family environment that our clubs create um, is, is something pretty special. And uh, I think tennis is uh, probably one of the best sports in creating that environment. And in, in terms of, you know, your tennis journey, where did it all begin? And was it sort of, did you get into it through, through family or friends? Or was it someone, as a young lad, just saw someone on TV? How did that first begin? I grew up in country Victoria, a small town that uh, unfortunately recently became famous for all the wrong reasons called Lee and Gaffer. Basically it was a small community with uh, lots of sporting history and got involved in tennis at nine years old and tennis probably overtook cricket purely because I like, couldn't get more people to play cricket so getting one person out of the game of tennis was easier and then tennis took over in the long run and obviously I ended up going to college in the US and then coming back and coaching full-time in Melbourne before moving to uh, South Australia. Why move to SA? Was it, did you sort of move over with, with a partner or knew some people over here? Or No, I moved over on my own. I, I'm a country boy and I couldn't stand living in Melbourne. <laughs> um, so coming over to the Riverland first, 
Perth and then down to Adelaide. I feel like I, I found my niche by coming to Tea Tree Gully with it. I can take a two-minute drive and I'm in the hills. I can drive for 30 minutes and I'm at the beach or 25 minutes and I'm at the city. So I kind of feel like I have the best of all worlds without having to live in the hustle and bustle of Melbourne. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that have done the same thing, especially since COVID, so understandable. <laughs> and, and the Teacher Gully Tennis Club, you mentioned before you've been there for a number of years now. What makes the club so special, Jason, to keep you there all that time? Well, it's, it's the environment, I guess. That's the thing that I like the most about this tennis club and tennis clubs in general is the family environment we can provide. And when I first arrived here, it was very much a, a, a club room that opened only on Friday nights and Saturday mornings and Saturday afternoons. And these days we have it open pretty much all day, every day. And families hang around as opposed to coming for a session and then leaving within five minutes. And often you'll have kids come down for a, for a lesson and you'll see them still running around an hour afterwards. It's just that environment that people can come to and spend some time in and get away from, uh, I guess, the pressures of life. When did you sort of first get into coaching? Was it was it after your playing career or were you, were you coaching at a young age as well? Oh, I, yeah, I, I definitely started coaching back in Melbourne when I was probably 15, 16 and was actually coaching pretty much full-time. But 24, I pretty much decided I knew what I was going to do. I was going to come back and coach. Left and came back to coach full-time, and that's what I've done pretty much ever since. And these days, with my old body, we've fortunately got some very, very good young coaches at Fetri Gully Tennis Club that are taking over the reins. So uh, I spend a lot less time on the course these days and uh, a lot more time just making sure everything functions. Over the years, have you coached some players that have gone on to, to bigger and better things? Yeah, there's been a few, uh, a few that have done okay. Certainly, interestingly, we've, I've had probably five or six coaches go through the, the coaching, the junior development coaching qualifications through me over the last three or four years, and some of those that I, that I coached when they were juniors. I had a fair bit to do with uh, Luke Savile when he was young, and he's gone on to become a, an amazing tennis player. But uh, you know, that was way back in his youth, back when he was probably 10 or 12 years old. Good lad, Luke. I've interviewed him recently. So. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's a good lad, good family. You know, if you were to say anything that stood out about him as a young fellow, was his determination was second to none. What gives you the most enjoyment that sort of keeps you coaching for such a long time, Jason, over those years? Well, once again, I think it's just the, the environment that we provide for kids, what they, the environment they grow up in. A lot of the kids here... It's almost like a second home and a, and a, a good one. Not a, they're not sitting on technology the whole time. They're out running around and having a good time. There's a lot of social interactions and friendships that come out of this club. There, there are people that haven't been here for 10 years that I still know uh, are socially linked uh, and stay together. And it must give you a, a pretty, you know, pretty good feeling knowing you've coached and been involved with people like Luke that have gone on to have a successful career and still going now and, and then as well as you mentioned before those coaches that are heading the right direction too. Okay, getting to 52 years old I am now so already starting to think about where the, where the next road leads. I, I think uh, yeah, I'll be reasonably happy about what I've left behind uh, when the day comes. In terms of Teacher Gully Tennis Club as well, I've been told by sort of people within the club that now, you've organised a number of tournaments over the years and explain some of those and, and your enjoyment with that, Jason. Yeah, I've run a, quite a lot of tournaments. So I think the main one that, that, that we've pinned our hat on each year is the, the New Year's Open. That idea effectively came about from 
me playing, a New Year's Open in Albury with Dongo every year for probably 11 or 12 years when I was a young fella. I always liked it, so we decided to start one here, and that's always got good numbers of, you know, mid-200s every year. That's probably been the pinnacle, but we've run plenty of other tournaments. I think we've got a, a 20,000 money tournament coming up in October. And in terms of the Indigenous Nationals, you're, you're recently involved with those as well. What was your involvement with those? Oh, 15 years ago or so, we, we had it confirmed that we had... Uh, indigenous history in our family, at which dates back to stolen generation times, where uh, paperwork was intentionally lost. So there's a little bit of trouble with us tracking our history, but that certainly uh, has piqued our curiosity over time. My kids participated in the Indigenous Carnival. My daughter in particular embraced it. And then after going the previous year as a father, I, I said I went this year and have been involved uh, with Tennis SA pretty much as the main coach for the Indigenous programs, trying to push along further with that idea. What makes this tournament so special, and, and it must be you know really nice as well to, to see your lad now being involved in that? The thing that took me the first year was just watching all these kids interact, and some of these kids are coming from communities that have barely left their community. To go to a place like Darwin is huge for them, and the way that they interacted with our kids was really, really cool to see the fact that our kids were still talking about it six months later. It was a unique experience, and I think when you go, when you look at it, say 15 years ago, people would uh, almost hide the fact that they had Indigenous heritage, and nowadays they embrace it. I think that was really pretty cool to see, and, and the numbers seem to be growing from interstate that want to participate in it. Well, that's a that's a wonderful way of looking at it. Like you said before, just that improvements and and also the, the way it's just changed over the years in itself, it shows it's definitely in the right direction, doesn't it? It's a fantastic event, and I certainly hope they persist with it and improve upon it and see it as a really major event for years to come. And going forward, you mentioned before you're, you're into your 50s now, but what have you got planned for the rest of 2023 and going forward after that, Jason? Well, if we go to Kirsten, I'm going to see some pretty major changes. Our building will be bulldozed early next year, and we have a $5 million clubhouse on the way. That will create a very interesting period at T3 Oakhurst Club where we're pretty much running out of an ATCO hut plus our 18 courts. So yeah, there's going to be some challenges over the next uh, 18 months. The timing of that's pretty nice because in 2026 we celebrate 100 years. Oh, that's quite incredible in itself. So as they say, a bit of a short-term pain for a long-time gain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Again, it'll be something nice that when the day comes that I walk out of this place to leave behind 18 courts and a brand new club room will be, uh, be a nice little, I guess, legacy. Well, Jason Todd, thanks so much for joining us on the SA scene today. Keep up the great work with everything you're involved in with the Teacher Valley Tennis Club, and you know it's like people like it's people like you that you know love to to hear from, and it's great to just be able to share your story. Great to catch up with Jason and hear about his amazing tennis journey so far and what he's up to these days. To our next guest, Phil Cresp, a member of the Barry Tennis Club and also their president and the club where the 10th State Foundation Cup will be held just after the October long weekend. We welcome Phil to the show for the first time. Pleasure to be here. Now, Phil, celebrating the 10th year this year is the State Foundation Cup, which is going to be happening in Barry which has been happening in Barry for those 10 years, but it's happening again. Tell us more about the event and what it means to celebrate that 10 years. Yeah, well, it's a pretty big milestone. It, it starts just starts on the Tuesday and, and goes through all the way to the Friday. It's a real coup. I think um, the Barry Tennis Club uh, enjoy having it. It's a great bunch of kids. Um, you know, there's 170, 180 kids, and wonderfully they get to stay right next door in, in a caravan park in their own team. So 
Um, it's a it's a really great event, I think, for yes, definitely for tennis development, but as a social setting for for many of those kids. And what age group is it for? Four different age groups. So under 11s, under 13s, under 15s and under 17s. So um, fair fair spread of kids. So. Those kids that are involved in the tournament, do they come from all over South Australia or is it just the Riverland only and how's it all work? So no, all over South Australia, um, just country South Australia. So Hills, Flurio, South East, Riverland, they're all over the place. But um uh, just just country SA, so uh, I think they're you know pretty much far and wide, which is a good you know representation of uh, of the wider um, you know state sort of thing. So it's a really good event. Does it work in a round robin format, and you know is there singles and doubles, and yeah, how does how does the format all work? I'm pretty sure there is singles and doubles. Um, so they they yeah, pretty much everybody plays everybody um, as far as the 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 age groups are concerned, uh, and then they sort of have uh, the um, finals towards the end of the week um, and uh, and I think uh, sometimes we'll also have at a couple of other tournaments sort of each side of this particular event at double at other clubs uh, close to, or in the Riverlands so that works really well as well so and over the years obviously 10 years is a is a long time it's got some big names that have played in the tournament that have gone on to bigger and better things I think we definitely have um, none, none that sort of come to mind a lot of them play at um uh, in the, the SA State League, for sure, uh, and have played in the Pro Tour, of course. Many of them, I think, you know, as they do, also go into coaching and these sorts of things. So yeah, there's definitely been some big names over the years, for sure. And that must be super exciting as well, just seeing some of these young boys and girls and, you know, knowing that they've got the talent to go on to bigger and better things and seeing them, you know, I guess, yeah, seeing them at that at that that age group and knowing that they've got so much talent to, you know, take it to that next step as well. There's definitely a set of kids that, that um, you know, sort of poke their heads above everybody else. You can sort of definitely see the, that they've just, you know, got that little bit of extra spark or that little bit of um, extra skill and, and to sort of see them progress and watch a few games and, and, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's under 11s or even, you know, under 17s. Uh, it, it's uh, quite exciting to watch for sure. And you're currently the president of the Berry Tennis Club. Tell us about your involvement within the club, Phil, and, and what makes it so special. Yeah, well, I've been involved in the club. I got back involved when my kids started playing tennis. I always said that I would play whatever uh, they sort of wanted to play. So I sort of got back involved. I'd been, I'd played uh, tennis as a, as a junior, as a kid, uh, played a little bit of seniors, but as as you do, you sort of get interested in other things and, and, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, in the Riverland, we're pretty blessed to have stunning weather and, and the river. So we do a lot of skiing and uh, and these sorts of water activities. So I sort of got dragged that way. But, you know, I got back involved with the club uh, probably around 10 or 12 years ago, maybe as, as filling in and playing and what have you. And um, uh, now involved in the committee and as a president. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful a wonderful committee to be involved in we're very active we've got a you know a pretty big facility that we we uh, we care for um we've got um you know social groups that uh well actually we've got a seniors group that play every every uh saturday uh, i think the oldest player in that is 90 um oh, how good yeah yeah so they play pretty much all year round on grass courts and there's probably anywhere from 12 to 16 of them uh ranging in in ages probably from maybe mid-30s there's a few maybe in the 30s to 50s bracket otherwise they're all sort of 50 to you know those those later years um so that's wonderful to see and then we also run a, another vets tournament which is you know anywhere from 70 to 90 teams uh in in may which is a really good event too that's run all over the riverland but um but the berry tennis club like many clubs in in uh in the riverland they 
you know, really hard working. You know, we've got um, some some wonderful coaches, some wonderful um, players, and and just a very good social uh, region, I suppose. In uh, we we uh, play the um, the seniors tennis, and and you know, make sure there's a, a barbie and a and a, uh, a softy after the game, so to speak. And um, yeah, it's it's just a good environment for sure. Yeah, I remember playing when I was in the Riverland doing radio. I remember playing on a Wednesday night social tennis in Remark and yeah, that was on the awesome things of the week, play a bit of tennis on grass and then have a, have a pizza and a barbie afterwards. It was just fantastic. Yeah. Well, that, that uh, particular social tennis is still going. Wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah such so a, they get, such, they get yeah. really good numbers there. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Mm. And and your own tennis journey, tell us about that, Phil, when you first started playing and, and how you got into it. Like many country regions, you either play cricket or tennis in, in the summer, uh, you know, footy, in the winter, so to, so to speak. So uh, I got, I, I can't remember when I would have started, probably five or six, I'd imagine. I played through to to maybe 15 or 16 thereabouts, played a little bit of seniors um, at that age and what have you. And um, uh, like I said now, just playing, well, I, I call myself, you know, just making up numbers in the seniors nowadays. But <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, the club is in a, you know, relatively good position. We've got new new seniors coming through. We've got a heap of new juniors coming through. Um, really focused on on um, uh, you know progressing the the hot shots and all these sorts of things. Because at the end of the day, it's a it's a wonderful sport. So um, yeah, I think uh, from my point of view, it's it's a healthy one to get back involved in, especially with my kids playing as well. So you know, we're starting to see you know young professionals come back into the region, whether they be you know the local school teacher or doctor or whatever it might be, and they're starting to play at the club too. So, I think um, as the region continues to grow, uh, you know, we'll we'll sort of keep developing and, and evolving our uh, tennis offering, both on a, on an association level and and obviously at an individual club level. Um, and I'm you know I'm pretty optimistic that uh, our numbers will improve, as in we've got a big focus on. Um, you know, keeping the juniors sort of playing throughout, uh, you know, their their middle schooling and, and high school sort of career. And, you know, there's plenty of other sports that, um, uh, that you know, they enjoy playing as well. So I think at this stage, is in we, we're sort of in a pretty sound position, like I said, with great coaches and what have you. So if we can continue to encourage, uh, you know, those those kids to stay around the clubs, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's a healthy environment for them. So, you know, and even with my kids, you know, they're not just playing tennis, as in they're helping with the, the care of the, the grass courts and, and, you know, these sorts of things and helping around the club and, and everybody sort of pitches in, which is really good. In terms of going forward, speaking to, you know, different people from the tennis community in South Australia and I'm hearing, you know, the Teacher Gully Tennis Club at the moment are going through some pretty big renovations in time for their 100th year in 2026. And what about the Berry Tennis Club? Is there anything on the horizon for some changes there? Oh, I think we'd love to, uh, we'd love to, uh, uh, do a big revamp around the club as in we've got some aging hard courts and some synthetic courts that would uh, definitely need some attention but uh, you know like I said we we sort of run two major tournaments a year in addition to our normal uh, you know weekly competitions uh, and so I suppose being a, a regional club that um, um, you know we're pretty blessed to have you know half a dozen regional clubs up here is in it's difficult to probably get the funding that we may need um, but that's okay. We'll keep working towards it. And we've got a really good partnership with, um, you know, the the Holiday Park next door. And what's, you know, obviously makes this event so special is them being able to stay in group stays and these sorts of things. So if we can get their support and and eventually, um, 
you know, look at uh, upgrading the facilities and continuing to evolve. It's, um, you know, definitely uh, it'd be it, it's a big focus of, of what we've got going on moving forward for sure. So who plays in like the regional competition? I'm, I'm presuming it's so you got, do you go as far as Wakery or yeah, who's involved in? We do. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, Wakery, Remark, Loxton, Barmera and Cobby um, and Marook. Um, Peringa used to have a team, but I think they've sort of uh, merged a little bit more with Remark. Um, all really, really wonderful clubs, great people in, in, you know, all the clubs, really social. they all different size clubs for sure, but uh, all heavily focused on juniors, which is which is obviously good. Um, unfortunately, uh, Wakery don't have any any seniors uh, that, that play. They've got a really good social competition as well, much like Remark do. So uh, I think... Um, you know, we've got those those uh, old or not old players, but is in the the solid old players that have always played, and they're still playing seniors, and and some of the really talented juniors that are playing seniors as well. For a couple of clubs, is in they've got really good, you know, obviously social comps that you know keep people coming, but not necessarily in a, in a serious sense. So they enjoy, you know, a nice social hit and a, and a bit of a drink afterwards, or what have you, a bit of socialising on a weekday, and and um, yeah. But I think overall, good numbers. Then we've also got a. Um, a midweek ladies comp and, and like I said, a social uh, oldies comp that we that we have here in Berry. So, uh, yeah, I think overall a good spread. Many people staying involved. You mentioned it before about the two tournaments during the year. As a president, have you got any other plans going forward for the rest of twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four that you want to share, Phil, uh, to to sort of keep juniors involved or, or seniors as well? Uh, no, I think we we sort of pretty much concentrate on those two major tournaments as in um, they demand a lot from from our volunteers um, like our uh, we have one volunteer that that well a couple two or three volunteers that sort of share mowing duties and that's you know twice a week so there's more than enough demand on our volunteers so I think our biggest focus at the moment is making sure that we continue to evolve the two major events that we have um, and if we can continue to do those well well then hopefully we can attract uh, a little bit more uh, attention from, you know, whether it be a state government or whatever it might be for those facilities. Um, but I think um, we're very much focused on uh, a really good atmosphere here in Barrie. We have plenty of events after and during the season. Um, so we have what we call the Berry Gift. So just before our, uh, just before Christmas, we catch up for a, uh, a um, club barbecue and we run from one end to the other and we have uh, races <laughs> as far as... Um, all the kids are concerned, so we've we've nicknamed that the Berry Gift. Um, yeah, so we get stuck into that, and um, uh, you know we have plenty of outings where we try and support our sponsors. So we might go to a winery or or you know the holiday park next door for pizza nights or you know these sorts of things. So uh, we're just obviously very focused on yes the. Um, I suppose the social side too, but many of our juniors, like I said, with my kids, they get involved in the club. They come down for working bees. They come down to help, you know, put up nets, put down nets, line mark and, and all the other bits that go hand in hand with it, you know, managing any grass court, I suppose. Well, Phil Crest, thanks so much for joining us today on the SA scene. The club certainly sounds like it's in very good hands uh, with you at the helm as president and all the very best with the State Foundation Cup over or after the October long weekend. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bevo. Fantastic to speak to Phil and hear about the State Foundation Cup and what the tournament is all about, as well as what Phil enjoys about being the president of the Berry Tennis Club. Thanks for tuning in for the 8th of our monthly SAC podcast for 2023. If you have a guest idea, drop us a line at thefirstservesen at gmail.com. That's thefirstservesen at gmail.com. Catch you next time. The First Serve. 
is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.